Well, maybe a losing streak for the uh, SoCal Flaming Caucasians in a season that's been full of winning and losing streaks. But the Mount Sunflower FC midfield is fire. I usually pick it up was down to their last couple of cases and so it'll be you know another nine months before it comes out ten months yeah that was the only 12 pack they had in the place Dave you missed a couple of terrible beers at City Works the other night with Jody yeah I sorry I couldn't make it I if I was downtown I would have gone but I was home and I wasn't gonna drive downtown sure downtown is weird is it I mean weirder <laughs> than it used to be on a Friday yeah, night when did you go to City Works? Uh, fr- I met Jody over there Friday, like three o'clock Friday. So yeah. I mean, we had a gathering there on Tuesday for work. Not real impressed with City Works. They have too many beers, so they don't turn them. And so the two I had were absolutely god awful. They don't clean their lines, and they poured a a Hellas, like a German lager that looked like a Riesling. It was like absolutely flat, uh, you know, no head whatsoever, no carbonation and just terrible. When someone does that, uh, Mike, do you say like, nope, or send it back or? I I did it once at um, recently at Grandview Saloon up in Mount Washington. They They gave me a Penn Pilsner on draft that was just awful. And I said, I'm sorry, I just can't drink this. And uh, I said, what do you have in a bottle? I'll just take something in a bottle or a can because I don't trust your lines. But I didn't do that at City Works because I, I know it's they have 90 beers on draft. And if they're not turning one, it's just going to – that beer was probably – it was a Sly Fox Hellas. It was probably in there for, you know, eight months. I witnessed this at Aslan. He took a sip of uh, – oh, what was that beer? That. And- you're like, I don't, I, this is not right. This is the wrong beer. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a bad beer, but I ordered a, a German Oktoberfest or Meritzen and it came out looking like an IPA, smelling like an IPA. And I'm, I was just like, I don't think this is a Meritzen. And they said, Oh, if you want to change it up, you can change it. I said, Yeah, I think I'll do that. So they're talking about him in the back. Oh, yeah. But so they knew me. Um, the one, uh, server at Dancing Gnome, his girlfriend works at Aslan, and so she she knew me. So they were already talking about you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So is that In place a brewery? Looking, I am. They were saying, "What a prick! What a beer nerd prick!" <laughs> is that place a brewery or a bar or both? It's it's a brewery from Virginia, and they're going to brew up here as well, but they're not brewing up here yet. Okay. And it's in it's in the terminal building right across the street from Kip. So Kip actually got back to his house before I even got to my car. It's close. <laughs> well, Chris is, or Chris seems to be incommunicado. So 
just tried to text him. You never know what's going on at uh, Imperial. Imperial. I got his whole, awesome. his whole Solly March focus segment lined up. <laughs> I had Solly March in between you and Chris. Really? Did I pick him up or I thought I drafted him? Well, this was last season. Oh, last year. Okay. I think you, you drafted him, I think, or, or you picked him up early this year. I'm pretty sure I drafted him. but I think you drafted him, yeah. All right, well, shall we talk a little hockey to, uh, to get things started? It's a hockey podcast. Oh, that's right. Sure. <laughs> Hockey's good. No chaos in hockey. Yeah, not for you. I wanted to hear about Chris and I want Chris to be here to talk about his tie with Dave. There's a tie? You finished tied? Yeah. We tied. He got um, two assists by Drew Doty the last night to tie it up. 30 30. LA got two goals and he got an assist on each of them. That is tough with with the same. That's a tough one. We had the battle of uh, first and worst, and worst almost upset first. Was that the Shamrocks? Shamrocks and, and Warthogs. Oh, yeah, that was close. It was close. Two points. Yeah, that was scary. Well, we'll do you're, the last. you're still number one in the power rankings, even though I didn't do them. <laughs> but it's guaranteed you're number one, and it's guaranteed uh, Brett, whose uh, baby shower I just attended in Morgantown, is last, and the rest of us are in between. There's your hockey power rankings update. Nice. Was that Brett's first child? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Congratulations, Brett. Yep. Way to go, Brett. If uh, if Brett continues to lose this year and is the last place team, does he have to name his kid Bree? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what sex it is. Well, I think Those it's a unisex players. name. Yeah. Well, uh, Glenn's, uh, Glenn's only a game off of uh, the uh, Bree pace now. That's hard to believe. Glenn can catch him. Glenn could definitely. Yeah. Get Glenn kind of disappointed me because he he kind of gave up because he I thought he was going to be a sleeper because he his uh, his oh, breakdown was, his breakdown was really strong and he, you know he, you can see he's got he's probably no more than mid level in terms of points but he's given up a lot of points. So the power rankings have let us down again. <laughs> Well, it's just that's the first time, really. I called uh, based on the power rankings. I called Freezer Burn when they were like one and four. I called that they were that that record did not match the strength of that team. The last official power rankings update: Jenga Time was the team on the way up, and they're free falling. <laughs> <laughs> so pathetic. I'm going to stick with the. Uh, the, the two I called early on, which was Freezer Burn on the way up and Dead Cobain's on the way down. Okay. That has, both of those have, uh, have have turned out to be accurate. Well, can we get the power rankings and can we then get the, the two teams to look out for one going up, one going down, so that we can use this against them in a month? Or I'd use it to validate them in a month? I'd have to do some some massive back work on the breakdown. That's the toughest thing. And I haven't done it in three weeks. Whoa. So. whoa you don't have power ranks. No, no power you can't ranks. just wing them. Oh, I just did. I said, uh, warthogs top number one freezer or, uh, nameless shamrocks 16, everybody else in the, in between. But who's number two and number three. Uh, do, uh, can you do an overall Jack and do the, uh, Better. Do the fantasy points like order them by fantasy by total points? Yeah. Ugh. So there you go. That's your one through sixteen based on points. 
So nameless so, actually nameless actually leapfrogged uh, lefties to to get two points, but lefties have a much better record. So so the uh, freezer burner, the second best team in the league. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, they're 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 going to be tied for second in in uh, record points, so they'll have whatever fourteen or so, and they'll be number two in overall points. So that's fifteen. So yeah, Freezer Burn is going to be your number two team. Well, they it's were a big in, week. They were in the money this week, so let's listen to the money results. The Moon Hockey League weekly money winner this week was a Bunder family affair. The Imperial Turbos won the top money with thirty six point three five points. The Turbos were led by Jenga Time's most hated player, Travis Konechny's 11 points. Second place money went to the Freezer Burn with 35.25 points. The Burn edged out the Wheat Kings by one point and were led by Jason Robertson's eight points. It was it was very jammed up this week if you look. I, I think the, the differential between top and bottom was like 15 or 16 points. Yeah, what? Uh... 36 to 21 uh, or 18, 18, Jenga time, 18. So, yep, the Bundes at the top and the Griffins were at the bottom almost. Looks like Chuck got in between us. But. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little, Pat and I are feeling a little hurt because we didn't, we didn't have the podcast last week. So we didn't get our name in uh, bright lights for oh, winning yeah. last week. That's our, hey, it happens. We do have a I'm Toronto still- No Hockey, which is a pretty interesting update on Toronto No Hockey. Welcome to Season 2 of the Toronto No Hockey Transaction Tracker. TNH added a bunch of transactions since the last podcast and are now sitting at 44 for the season. Amazingly, nine of those transactions involve Evander Kane. The frenetic holiday season uptick has put TNH on a 60 transaction pace. So 60. Didn't he tell us he was going to do like 50 or 40? Uh, he said what the over-under he- was 50. Yeah, he, he went really low. We said it. In, was, we said it in seventy something early. Yeah, and then he made his trades, and he said, "I'm done." And now, but he right. just went nuts over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> what was the total last week? Or I'm sorry, last year. When when uh, how many did he end up having last year? He 70s? was in the seventies. Yeah, seventy three, something like that. Yeah. So, so the overs on the fifty he called are looking really good. See, transactions are his crack. He just can't kick the habit. He thinks he kicked it, and then he has a, a little taste of crack, and then he's he's all back <laughs> picking up and dropping a Vander Kane. He's been joining the pods too. I'm surprised he's not on. The funny thing was, I was as I was going through it, I was like, my God, he's got a bunch of these involving Matt Murray, and so that was going to be the the punchline on that one. And then I realized, holy, a Vander Kane, a Vander Kane, a Vander Kane. I was like, wow, nine of them. And the Vander Kane's out for a couple more months still, right? Uh, is he? I don't even know. I mean, he had that that slice. He sliced his hand, right? His wrist. Yeah. He's still out for that, right? He's out for a long time. Nobody changed their logo. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Including you. Including me. Yeah, or us. Yeah. Very sore subject on the logos. By the way, um, Mark Shifley is officially on the trading block. After spending quite some time with the uh, Le Nordique slash Brie La Fontaine, what does Brie want for him? Uh, we're we need D, so you need Dick. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I thought it was dog on the podcast. This is yeah. Come on, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. You don't want draft picks. You're looking for actual players. Yeah, yeah. We're still we're still in it. Okay. 
Are you? Yeah, I guess that. How many it. more? How many more weeks left in the season? What did the power ranking say? Six. We're in week 15. Six more weeks in the season. We're seven and seven. Only a couple games out of. I think just one game out of first place. Yeah, you're in it. You're in it. Dave's in it. Dave was in first place there briefly, before the tie. Dave, Dave's middling on the power rankings, though, so I don't know. I think Dave's a little bit of a false uh, false front. I would agree with that. All right. So we move on to soccer, or do we want to get to Dr. Hogg? Let, let's let's move on to soccer. <laughs> Saving all the Let's bubbles. get that out of the way. And then <laughs> say Dr. Hogg. I'm going to get a beer before I get my whipping. Look how tense Kip looks. <laughs> like, you're ready to go off. I'm wearing my West Ham. Yeah, I see that. Because it may be the last year I can wear it because they are down there with Everton. Hey, when they both go down next year, you can still wear it. Yeah. It could be relegated. Yeah, they'll be relegation buddies. They play each other uh, coming up this weekend. Ooh, nice. It's nice for West Ham. Dave, when do you need to email or get in touch with your contact there? At Everton? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't it at Everton that you were lining up tickets? Yeah. Hopefully it's, she's still alive. Uh, <laughs> Monday, March 27th. Okay. That's when tickets go on sale, pre-sale. So I think a week or two before that, I can email them. They, they may all be in hiding right now. Yeah. It may be super easy to get tickets at this point. Yeah. the way they're going. Yeah, yeah I bet you today's game wouldn't have been, but... After uh, one, once it's, you know, the writing is on the wall, very well, maybe. Well, so we start with the uh, Salah versus Jesus because that's still going. <laughs> and even though Jesus, he's injured, right? Yeah, yes. he's, he's been out for like weeks and he's still in the lead. Salah versus Jesus, the ultimate battle. After match week 18, Mohamed Salah has still not caught up to Gabriel Jesus despite having played four more games. Salah posted just six points combined in his last three games and a big fat zero in week 18 and now trails Jesus 156 to 147. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the town of Liverpool has two teams that are dumpster fires. We're starting to move into a Sully March regret. Yeah. You're going to hear soon. Yeah. Pretty close. So did the floppers uh, show any interest in Salah, Dave, or uh, Mike? Uh, I haven't heard. We haven't put Salah, or I haven't put Salah on the market, but nobody's reached out to me to ask about Salah. There's no way you would do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I, Rashford, 100%, is on the market, but I need, I need either a high two or a low one for Rashford. I feel like a wheel of Salahs, not too many weeks in front of us. <laughs> How about if he goes three scoreless weeks in a row? He instantly gets thrown on the wheel. What's the wheel determining that? Well, the original. Yeah, who gets him? That's how we. The, the whole wheel started with the wheel of Gretzky. We spun oh, I remember the, that. Yeah, yeah I remember spun the story. The, yeah, we spun the wheel. So, yeah, I like that rule, Dave. Three three zeros in a row and Salah's on the wheel. <laughs> this is some kind of unilateral. You're 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 removing my players from my team without my consent. Chaos. Yeah, I think so. Chaos. That works. Yeah, fucking bathroom darts. <laughs> you loved bathroom darts, Mike. Why do you keep saying it like it's no? I was winning that match until Jack started <laughs> changing rules. Hence, but the rules were boring. 
Anytime Jack is involved in rulemaking, it will be known as bathroom darts. Hmm. Yeah, but it makes it a lot more interesting. Uh, for some people who weren't winning. <laughs> you don't it's remember like the bathroom. winner, you remember the game. <laughs> Although I do remember the the darts match we had up in Barry at that place, that brewery in Barry, and you made the rule about if you hit it in the zero of the 20 at the top of the board, you got 20 points. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good rule. Mike, you clearly never played kitchen golf. <laughs> no, I, I saw the remarks on that too, but I remember your story. I don't, I think that was a Dave game, not a, I don't recall that being a Jack game. It so, just, uh, it just, it just, you kept jumping levels yeah. quickly. Kip, are you playing the, the Dave Rhodes game now? You're trying to pick up some draft picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going for draft picks. Hey, I got two from uh, West Ham is Moab, if you want them. So I'm wondering about that strategy. I'm curious about the strategy because I've been trying to think of this myself. Uh, because you gave up, Kip, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and he is... He's a definite, you know, keeper for somebody, or I would, I would think he'd be a keeper. He's a top 10, if not, you know, top five defender. And so that's essentially like a first or second round pick. If we didn't have keepers or first round pick, probably if we didn't have keepers, but because we have keepers, what you're getting in return is really like a third round pick. So are you, are you really giving up more value than you're getting back? unless you have another defenseman who is who is performing at kind of an equal level to keep? Mike, as long as there's negative 20 points for every own goal, there is no logic. So it's all chaos. So I, I, I have a Chris update on joining the podcast. Uh, the text, I'll just read it. I'm still working, and then I have to get something to eat for dinner. And after that, I have to go through the 58 arbitrary texts, and I'm sure beer picks that you guys sent over the course of the day. So I assume that that means he'll be joining the podcast after he gets through all of that. So we got that. We have that to look forward to. It sounded a bit saucy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> spicy. Isn't that the, isn't that the way the announcers talk about it when the game's getting a little, when they're pushing and shoving, they say it's getting a little spicy? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I heard one of the announcers say uh, someone took a shot and he called it daft. <laughs> that's good that's a good word yeah i was like wow i've never heard that on a sports broadcast before yeah. that was daft <laughs> i like the one there was one yesterday where there was a little you know a little mix-up happening is it looks like we might have a row there's a row happening you know like the row uh so um, um i have a new power ranking here we Curious go about this one. Ooh, oh nice. this is exciting this is exciting so this is exciting. So this is the uh, first ever version of the negative scoring categories power rankings. Uh, Kip is uh, in the lead comfortably. No surprise there. Negative two hundred and five points. <laughs> Yikes! So Kip's at negative two hundred five. Second place is Kicksgrass at one fifty. Mount Sunflower at minus one forty eight. Yeah, with a zero on goals. That's impressive. Yeah, right? that, that's yeah, that's what I was looking at. You know. Wow, you got a lot of offsides. A lot of offsides, yeah. and then three missed penalties. Wow, yeah, that's a that's a huge gap between 
you know, so you're, t- you're offsides and then 20 points before kicks grass 82. Huh. I thought we were sucking it up at, on the offsides. Oh, Who's got the worst goals against? Oh, uh, Kip with the most goals against negatives too. Kip has more. Oh, well, five of those are own goals. <laughs> Kip has minus 100 in just own goals, and I got minus 93 total. I love it. This is great. It is fun. Exciting. <laughs> when that went in, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe another one. I'm at the top of the power rankings in two get in two leagues right now. This should be called the powerless rankings. No, that's Dave's spiel. Dave has the oh, that's right. Rankings. Yeah. Wow. So Dave, you've got a lot of work if you want to repeat. You, I don't. Oh, we have, we don't have an official. Yeah, we don't have an official from last year, but, but I, th- I think we were all consensus thought you had it last year. You you had well, at least four last year, right? I. I think I had four last year. I guarantee that I was the the number one negative in every single negative category. Yeah, because you had you had uh, Man U with their offside Ronaldo's offsides. Yeah, Ronaldo had eighty of my you know whatever offsides. Yeah, that's why I hated him so much. But I I had the penalty kicks missed. I had offsides. I had own goals. I had everything. I think I think it was tied with somebody in something. Maybe penalty kicks missed. I, I may have been tied. And I've got all that negative with St. Maximin out most of the time for Newcastle. Imagine if he was in and running Going free. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm impressed you're, you're at the top of the standings and you're number three in minus categories. It's all about yeah. that. It's about it's the, impressive. I got three. I right now, I was I got three of the top eight midfielders. It's really crazy how my midfield is lit it up. How did, how did that happen? Um, I drafted. How did all, you get all these? How did you get all these guys that were so good? Uh, well, I, pro- I pro- yeah, that's right. I protected, um, I protected Prowse. Prowse, James Prowse. Oh, James So I protected uh, <laughs> Prowse, and then I drafted uh, Odegaard, and I drafted March, and I drafted uh, Gross. I actually have four of the top fifteen. Yeah, fielders. That's um, that's that's the whole my whole team's right there because I'm I'm not very good at forward at all. Wow, you need a forward? I do. I have a forward. I got a forward for you. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I'm, I, wait, I'm waiting I, on the wheel. I, I, <laughs> He's gonna get Salah on the wheel. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I protected the wrong midfielder because I had Gross and I should have protected him instead of Gallagher because Gallagher's not getting any playing time now. Well, Sally March is a freak because he hadn't had a home goal in like two years, and I don't, he didn't have any goals last year. And uh, he's got what five in the last or four in the last three games, I think. So he didn't have a goal last year at all. No, he always put, he always puts up points. He gets shots and he gets crosses. You know, he always throws in two or three crosses a game and that are, that land. And I saw you picked up. The guy I dropped too. You picked up uh, Betancourt. Yeah, he was good before he got hurt. Yeah, he'll probably score four in the next four games. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I got to find a way to get him in. He's a midfielder. Anyway, so so yeah, those uh, so Everton that was getting pretty intense and watching that post game. Yeah, I'm a little scary about being there. Um, next, you know, this few weeks, right? Well, what? A few months. 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 Yeah. You end of to, April. You have to be impressed by the uh, professionally made signs they bring. 
There was a lot of professionally made banners and signs. I like the one that said about uh, the owner is a clown. He's taking our team down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how he made him rhyme. Yeah, the rhyming was good. That's great. That's good English stuff right there. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was it, interesting. Uh, it doesn't the, look uh, good. Yeah, and the, one of the interesting, they, they, it was the one that said that it was like the second highest paid board or something like that. I didn't know. I don't, I don't understand how any of that works, but apparently if you're on the board, you make you get paid. And I don't know that being on the board is a full-time gig, but – um, but yeah, some there was some sign that said it was the second highest paid board in the league, which seems kind of crazy when you think about it. Who owns Everton? Owns. Owns. <laughs> uh, a guy named Farhad Mashiri. So Egyptian or Middle Eastern? Some yeah. kind of Middle Eastern guy. Apparently, he, he never goes to games. Hmm. Apparently, he's only allowed to go to games a few times a year. I don't know if it's a... I don't understand why, but I heard something about he, he can only attend a few a few games. I wouldn't go now. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I was he surprised. won't be going there anytime soon. It, it it shows you the cultural difference because you know when when the pirates suck and they do you know every once in a while the fans care and and want to complain. Bob Nutting doesn't even let them bring signs into the stadium or into the ballpark. Oh yeah. The Over there, it's like, yeah, they're, you know, you're not getting away with that. You're not stifling that descent. No, it's, it's dark times right now. And it's like they, you know, ordinarily you'd fire the, the coach or the manager. They fired the manager every year for the last seven years. It, yeah. It's clearly yeah. not the manager. It's, it's, it's the players. It's the, the whole strategy they have. Culture. And it's, yeah culture it's just everyone they bring there they just it's another misfit toy that starts sucking and they keep losing they're the, they, need to bring, they need to bring in ryan reynolds <laughs> their game's yeah. so random because it's just that that constantly just pick for just you know wailing i know he's great at picking guys out but he's just you know kicking it 60 yards almost every time you know he's got the ball instead of having it and playing it out. I mean, maybe they just can't play it out, but you're, you know, it's a, everything's well, that's a, the problem. Everything's a 50, 50 jump ball for them when they're trying to get possession. Yeah, but that's the problem. They can't play it out. They just, they can't string that many passes together. So they'll end up turning it over or they'll really turn it over, which leads to a break. Yeah. So that's why Pickford usually just launches it. They've actually been better this year about doing that building out from the back. But, uh, they're still not that great. When they get up against a good team, the good team presses them, they turn the ball over, and then that team's breaking on on goal. Yeah. So Did, I don't know. I, I I feel like they need to fire the manager at this point just because there's, there's nothing left. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's not really the problem. There's many problems. And we'll see all of them in <laughs> the end of the week. Okay, I could be one the, scene. One of the cool things to me in, in watching that match was, you know, this is kind of, even though it was ugly, it was the beauty of the EPL and that there is so much intensity around two last place teams playing each other, you know, because of what it means uh, and, and the, you know, relegation promotion perspective. And like, if it was, if it was the Detroit or like, geez, can't even say Detroit anymore because they were actually kind of decent this yeah. year. But, you know, if it was the Pirates against the, uh, the, Reds. the Reds, you know, nobody, there wouldn't be anybody there. Nobody would fucking care. 
Right. You know? They should relegate them. Yeah, that makes. If they sense. were relegated. People may make, but you know, probably not in Pittsburgh. They'd probably be like, "Let's yeah. let's get relegated." I think we're <laughs> numb to it now. Yeah, Pittsburgh just doesn't even care anymore. Now these people, I mean, that's all they got. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's their team. They don't they don't have like they can turn to a hockey team to watch. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing so, about when we're there is that you know the other teams that they're battling with, you know, I mean, Southampton, West Ham, Leicester, they all awful. I think. Yeah, they're just awful. So I mean, it's almost like they can't help but still have a shot. I mean, you know, one of them would have to sort of get on a roll to create three bottom ones. If Everton wins one game, they jump up to 14th yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. And if they get ahead one nothing in a game, that's what the announcers will be saying, right, Mike? And they're out of the danger zone as long yeah. as this holds up. <laughs> no, they never say that with Everton. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Jack, because I noticed that my negative points in, in the match the other day did not go whenever whenever the win was secured, like the, the game actually ended, my point total didn't change. I was like, wait, I should get two points for the win. No, when they made when they got the lead, they already gave me the fucking two points as soon as they got the lead. I'm like, what the fuck kind of system is this? I did go, they really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's not. Uh, who do they play? Who do they play when we're there that Tuesday? Newcastle. Newcastle. Okay. Newcastle will probably be playing for Champions League. Yeah, so right. Yeah. They're, they're going to try and pound them. <laughs> well, speaking, yeah, of which, that's gonna be speaking of which, do you guys want to take a look at just a refresher on the Champions League? Um, how that oh, works? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me let me sure. Let me. Uh, yeah, I haven't really. Let me pull that up. Are we each going to get three teams because no one's doing it? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, that starts it. soon, doesn't it? It's uh, mid February. The quarterfinals. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the, the round of sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So here's the sixteen teams. Remember how the, at the top there, and then in the middle, we have the scoring categories. So there's probably not enough chaos in here to suit Kip. Yeah, it's light on the chaos. So this was uh, a... Where's, where's Ajax? Not, <laughs> Ajax is not in. Oh, there's no Ajax. How's Barcelona not in? I watched some of that Barcelona-Real Madrid game today. They crushed them. They, Barcelona crushed them. It was they had like, an off year last year. Okay. So they didn't I guess it was their equivalent of the FA Cup or something final today. Super Cup or something in Spain. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't watch. I fucking love the name Club Rouge. Oh, isn't that great? Club Rouge. That's just awesome. Uh, so I did, and so, Paris, is, Paris is PSG? Paris is PSG, yeah. yeah. So Chris uh, is, uh, Chris is out, much. but Tom comes in to take Chris's spot. Oh, uh, okay. So we've got – and then we had seven last year, and then we gave Glenn the last two. And didn't make him pay. So, um, so Mike. So we'll do the same issue. Yeah. So I think <laughs> um, Pat. I'm I'm assuming Pat's in, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. who, And who was the other in last year? I, didn't, I mean, I didn't remark, but I'll 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 be in. Yeah. I figured. So anyway, yeah. So I think we'll end up with the same place. We'll get this, which is perfect actually, because you want eight in this anyway. So seven yeah. seven plus Glenn's bonus teams, which actually this year. You know who knows, right? Milan and when do we need to do the draft? Um, we'll, I'll, you know, we'll do it on a podcast like early February. 
I think it's I think it's February fourteenth or something is when it starts. Um, so I'll send yes, yeah. So I'll send this out to everybody and as a reminder, and then in terms of how we did the scoring. I don't know if you guys wanted to change it all. I thought it was kind of kind of fun. I mean, it was I mean, obviously it wasn't fun for Kip. He was out. <laughs> a lot of blacks, a lot, a lot of black cells on Kip's teams, but. I mean, well, it was, we were out early too. Yeah, you were out pretty early too. The the only question in terms of the uh, the structure, the point structure was: I know I won it last year technically because I had the most points, but my team Liverpool lost in the final, and so is there like a weight added weight for the winner of the final to help balance that out more? You could. I know it was it was more points, but it wasn't enough to overcome what you know the lead that I had built. Yeah, yeah I don't remember how far ahead you were, but I, don't, I remember it wasn't that close. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. I, I think I was up by like thirty-five or something, and there was like twenty-five points for the final winner. We could do. 10. Yeah, we needed you to get an own goal in the final. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we could we could we could do ten points for the team who has the team that wins the thing overall. I don't want to. You don't want to make it too much, so that it just destroys. Yeah, there's still some. Yeah, it's not just the winner overall. Because all you're automatically really automatically. Yeah, all you're really trying to do with something like that is give the team that's in second place a chance to, to win at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, ten points for the mm-hmm. team who has the champion. That seemed like a reasonable rule. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, mellow. There's, there's there's no bathroom dartboards about that kind of a rule. I don't think that's pretty you know, straightforward <laughs> and normal. Yeah. How about Unless that team has Mohamed Salah. <laughs> I don't think Liverpool's going to win it. No, I don't think so either. Did Speaking of uh, Champions League, did anybody hear Pep's post-game interview? Yeah, I guess that would have been yesterday, right? Yesterday he played? Mm-hmm. He, it was very interesting because... He said, because, uh, you know, with that, with that loss yesterday, that put them however many points behind Arsenal, and Arsenal hadn't even played yet. And, you know, with Arsenal winning, they're now, whatever, nine behind or something. And he, he kind of, like, threw in the towel. He said, ah, you know, uh, we're not going to win. We're not going to win Champions League. We're not going to win uh, this. Uh, but, you know, the so the key is to just keep playing the right way. We just want to play the right way. Uh, we've won a lot. We won enough. We don't need to win, you know. I think it's the best. So we should talk about and that. That, I mean, I, we were texting about it, but that not being offsides on Fernandez's goal was was crazy <laughs> to me. That was yeah. just for him to run on top of the ball for like three strides, and it wasn't like he didn't try to kick it. He was going to, and Fernandez beat him to it. I no, thought, I, I, I think he was, knew. You think? I think he knew. And he knew that um, that that uh, Fernando was the better option because Fernando was on side, was definitely on side. So he was just trying to like buy space for him. That was my take on it. That's pretty smart. Yeah. He did. That was, I, I think I, he had to know he was offside. So maybe, maybe he did know the role That's more Mike, than we did. It's Mike selling Rashford for a high first round pick. I'll take your pick, which won't be high. We put money on the uh, negative point winner for this <laughs> championship. We could do, we could do that. Throw him, throw him a, a ten spot. Yeah, can, can, yeah can, something. If you if you win the uh, if you if yeah, I like that. If you win the uh, negative point category, negative point category, you get something. Take some of the sting out of it. Yep. Yeah, 
Kip, according to Mike's power rankings, you should be regressed to the mean. Like, you should not be getting negative points in this other competition. I mean, right. I led the league last year, and now I'm second from the bottom, so. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean. It all evens out. If we can double the points right now, I think I'm in good shape. <laughs> double the penalty points. <laughs> guarantee you 25 that, bucks. <laughs> that's not too bathroom darty. <laughs> that's like ultimate bathroom dart. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. All right. Uh, shall we move toward Dr. Hogg? I'm oh, very right. excited about this. All right. Let so, me pee first. All right. Yeah. So before we. What do you have on in the background? Oh, is that just right. a football game? Uh, yeah, it's a, a, a game. Yeah. All right. So, Dr. Hogg. watch it? <laughs> no, I've got it on too. He still has his Christmas tree up. <laughs> he does. That should be negative points. It was just Orthodox Christmas last week, so. He's not Orthodox. He's barely the whatever we are. <laughs> Dave, uh, you seem to be acquiring more dots on your map. It, it definitely did not seem that, that dotty the last time you were on. I have not put a pin on that map in six months. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's exactly as dotty as it was. Maybe I don't pay attention. All right, so uh, Kip, Jack just gave you a minus 20 because you still have your Christmas tree up. <laughs> well, That's not so true. Dave, Dave gave you a minus 20. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but it's uh, actually a winter tree now. It's not a Christmas tree. There we go. Okay. All right. I tried to say that Orthodox Christmas was just last week, and they weren't buying that either. I got till February 14th. Take it down. All right, so before we get to Dr. Hogg, we do have a um, quasi-Dr. Hogg news. So hold on a second first. Recording in progress. The MHL potting in the corner is now in full outlaw mode. Last fall, we received a YouTube strike for copyright infringement regarding Dr. Hogg's segment on tourniquets. Last week, we received a second strike for copyright infringement regarding Dr. Hogg's segment on draining an abscess along the jawline. Fortunately, the second strike came more than 90 days after the first, so we're still sitting on one strike. Suck it, YouTube. <laughs> nice. I love the outlaw Dr. Hogg. How many strikes do you get? Uh, you get three and then you get in trouble or you can go to school and like uh, traffic school and work your strikes off. So, right. so we got, I got, I got to schedule those classes yet. I got, well, no, I got to be mindful of how we do this. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I, basically everything we have, we steal from other people. So I'm not sure what exactly. Don't worry. Yeah. As soon as Elon Musk buys YouTube, we're gold. I can't believe it. <laughs> So, yeah, none of our stuff's copyrighted. I mean, anybody can grab our YouTube content and do whatever the hell they want with it. So, so Kip, do we want to start? Do we want to start PowerPoint? Do we want to start video? How do we want to do this? Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. We can do. So we have we have a few things, right? We have um, we have a special audience participation. Yep. Sort of, you guess. We have two audience know, participation parts on this one, I think. Yeah. So, well, let's get uh, to the official announcement first. Welcome to Trust Me, This Won't Hurt At All with Dr. Hogg. This week, Dr. Hogg will analyze the podcast crew's colonoscopy results and do a special bonus segment as well. And Chris got here just in time. 
You have our colonoscopy results? <laughs> we have a we have a couple people's. Really? <laughs> wow. Awesome. I should have sent you mine up. I knew that's what you're doing. I still have my picture. I think that's I posted awesome. mine when I had mine. I was clean as a whistle. Same. Go get it. Yep. If you if you get, get it, it if you get it, Doctor O. So you want to start with the PowerPoints, Kip, and then we'll do the video. Okay. Eat off your colon. <laughs> hey, Chris, how are you? Good. How's it going? Good. Got here just Good. in time for the highlight. I I lost lost what all you have said. So sorry. Did you have something to eat? <laughs> I, I did. I I got a um I got a Jersey Mike sub. What was the sub? It was a roast beef. And Dave. I should have beat you this week, but I didn't. Uh, you're, you're, sorry, too late. You missed that segment. I know. I missed all the segments. I missed all the good stuff. Can, can we? Oh, you can we have time your, for Doctor Hogg? Can we have your Sully March segment though? I don't really have a Sully March segment. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not thrilled that you have them, but I'm thrilled for them because I had them last year. It, it, here's a kid who um, they probably didn't start half the games last year. But when they did, they put him in, like, they never put him in until the 80th minute. But when they did, the guy hustled. Now, look at him this year. He's, like, tied for 11th overall on our league as far as scoring goes. And, uh, yeah, so, I'm, I, you know, I'm a goals fan. So, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the goals that they're, like, you know, up, uh, you know, fighting uh, Fulham for sixth place. But, uh, you know, you for you, Jack, that has to be just money in the bank that uh, a guy that no one drafted, uh, you know, who, like I said, is 11th in total scoring. You picked, uh, you know, you just picked up after the fact. Yeah, he could you be know? he could be that Purdy guy of the MPL. I don't know where I picked him. It might have been very late. I should actually look at that. You didn't get him in the draft. You uh, you picked him up in, in August, like August 15th after everything was over. I don't know oh, if really? the games had started. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. He went undrafted, but I mean, he was like probably 200th in, in scoring uh, last year, right? So there's a lot nice. of declaration checks there, Jack. Yeah, right. There were there were a lot of declaration checks there. Chris, how many goals did he have last year? You know what? I'm not even sure. He, they, I think they they said during the game that he's only had uh, six previous to that brace. So I would have said probably did he have zero? Yep. Do you know he had more than zero? I would think I, you know, I wasn't paying that close of attention, but he's had, yeah, this up until uh, yesterday, he's had six goals total. So, uh, so uh, Mike, was that a gift or uh, did you buy that yourself? That was, that was a Christmas gift. Nice. Very nice. Well, look nice in Craven Cottage. If, yeah. If we go, I guess there's still some, some other options potentially. Yep. You will look just like all, the rest of the cottagers. Play guess the colon. Oh, guess the colon. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'll advance the slides, Kib, and then you can. Uh, so some of these, I have no idea what's going to happen. Some of them, I kind of do. So ready? Here we go. Yeah, I haven't even. Okay, um, Ooh, that looks I inflamed. Just, I have not seen the slideshow, but um, I will actually. <laughs> I, I I do participate in some of the picture selection, but. Um, so this is interesting. So this is inside somebody's colon. I don't, I hope it's not one of us. Um, cause that doesn't look good, but I like that, you know, it's easy being a doctor because there's always arrows pointing to where the bad thing is. Oh, that's <laughs> not part of his colon or the person's colon. Those are arrows. Oh, cool. 
No, no. Yeah, I mean, it is part of the colon. It just Who tells you where the there? bad thing is. So, so when you cut someone open, there's arrows pointing to, like, the colon? <laughs> they do. It's, I mean, anybody can be a doctor. Oh. I mean, even a caveman can do it. So, <laughs> so yeah, the arrows help us, um, and they point to, you know, some sort of inflammatory thing there that's, you know, not going to be good. You don't want it to be in your colon. Okay. Next slide. Next slide. Whoa, whoa. Ooh. So this one's dirty. Yeah, well, so this one's hard to tell, but just this, um, you know, it's there's a large, like, cauliflower kind of looking mass that's in there. So it's made the colon a lot smaller. So, you know, a lot of times they talk about if you consistently have your, your, stool size is kind of narrow and smaller and it just kind of kind of not as bulky as it used to be that could be an indication that maybe something's going on down there but um this is bad as well you don't want a colon look looks like this i gotta tell you it looks like a chocolate filled donut <laughs> and it's making me hungry right. we got a question already uh kip just for a refresher can you explain what the colon does Oh boy. Wow. I would, I would think, I would think a man of your expertise <laughs> in this realm would probably be able to explain that to me better. Um, Put your hand down, Mike. I'm putting it down right now. Sorry. So yeah, colon, the colon basically is just, uh, it kind of takes all the, the fluids out of the, your sort of waste. Um, and that's how it kind of bulks up the stool and stuff, but it, um, try to try to get whatever last bit of nutrient out of that, whatever you eat. Um, that's really all the purpose is. And then, you know, maybe it's an area to store things. Um, you know, does it you run want. straight? Sorry. Should I raise my hand again? Uh, do, does it run straight down to the rectum? So, so if you look at, you know, the colon starts kind of on the right lower quadrant area, and then it kind of goes up to the right upper side, and then it moves over to the left, and then it goes down towards the colon, uh, toward the rectum. So there's there's like a couple, there's a ascending colon, there's a transverse and transverse colon, and then there's a descending colon, which is also called the sigmoid, and then it sort of terminates at the rectum. So there's a, a few different parts of the, the colon, or large bowel. Dave? You may have just answered my question, but um, I, I was trying to figure out, like, where does colon figure into the whole digestive thing? So there's, like, stomach, there's intestines, there's colon, and then you poop. Like, where, <laughs> where is the colon? Yeah, like I said, the colon basically is just sort of that last uh, attempt to get whatever nutrient or fluid out of whatever you're ingesting. So it's just that last bit of, of hope for Nutrition. So it's like the next round. Oh, I, I think you spoke out of line there, Mike. <laughs> he did. So it's before the rectum. It is before the rectum, yes. Okay. And just a quick follow-up, the sigmoid colon, you said? Sigmoid, yes. Uh, who's sigmoid? And is that named <laughs> after a dude? Sigmoid, I'm not sure if it's a name of a person. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, good question. I can't answer that one. Nice. Stump the doctor. <laughs> Next slide, Kip. Yes, let's move on. 
<laughs> so this would be Bruce Willis um, coming out of somebody's colon. Um, so I took a swig. That was a good one. Die hard. <laughs> yippee ki motherfucker. Oh, oh, do we go through the, my disclaimer? I'm really not a doctor, and I, I know nothing about medicine. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now we're to the now we're to the fun part. I hear okay. There's the rectum. All right. So, can you guess who on the podcast these colon rectums belong to? So these are actual live, well, footage of rectums and colons and sigmoids of somebody on this pod. Wait. We have Dave. I or think someone was we thought first. was going to be on this pod. So we're so we're side by side here. So we have two two different colon colons and rectums here. So um, the one on the right and the one on the left. So oh, wait, guess, these are, are these two different people? Two different people. I'm going to go left is Sean, and right is Jack. Left is Sean. So my left or your left? <laughs> <laughs> Left on the screen. It's on the screen. The, the bigger one. Mike, you have a guess? That would be a negative. Right. Did he get it right? Well, you have a guess? That would be negative. So they're both wrong. Mm. Okay. Gonna, yes. Okay. No, Mike. I'm going to go left is Glenn and right is Jack. So we do have one right answer on that one. Glenn's right. I mean, Glenn's correct. I said Jack was right on the first guess. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe you went that route. Okay. Ready for the unveiling? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Hogg's own rectum. That... Look how clean that is. Yeah, I've seen your rectum. It, I, I, that threw me. I didn't think that was it. <laughs> Christine. And so, so, Dave, actually, I guess you were right on the first one. So the right side is Jack's. Left side is mine. Well, you, Kip, you definitely have better lighting on your colon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Jack, you need to talk to your lighting people. I, I Photoshop mine a little bit, you know. It, Jack's looks more ominous. It's yeah. circular. <laughs> and, and yours, Kip, is more triangular, it's which got, is interesting. It's got more lacing t- at the 12 o'clock and yeah, 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's, I was noticing that, too. Like, the... the uh... <laughs> The threading, the threading is is much more loose on Kips and tighter on Jacks. It's almost like Jack got screwed. Ooh. Is it so, just because of the angle? But why does yours look like a triangle, Kip, and his looks like a circle? Yeah, I think it's all just the the angle. It's all about the angle. <laughs> Who took these pictures? <laughs> is, is it a professional photographer or? So Kip, I, I know. So. so Kip, it looks like yours was done in 2017. Uh, yes, that would be correct. So I'm happy to report that mine was done Friday. So oh, wow. I am very fresh wow. and with a very clean bill of health. Good. My Good my colon is Tybee and England ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks fine. It's a, it's a good-looking colon. So Kip, I mean, so it does look good to you. As far as you can tell, of course. If, if you were a doctor, well, it, it if I was a doctor, I'd say it's a beautiful colon. So I mean, not, I, a, ser- not quite a serious a question, Kip. Yes. Um, 
are you even qualified to look at this and, and comment on it? Like, would Absolutely you know not. what a good colon looks like? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> like, aren't there special doctors for colons? They are. Okay. Yep. And I am not qualified. Okay. Okay. I mean, for this podcast, I am, but not for right. real life. In reality. All right. So, uh, do, I, do we have any more pictures of your organs to coming up? Um, no, but we're ready to move on to part two, which is related. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm going to, we're going to go through all causes of, uh, GI bleeding upper and lower. So let's see, share my screen. Are you sharing on this one or am I sharing on this one? I think I'm sharing. Uh, we're going to, or do you have do you it? Want to do the video? You want to do the video first, the YouTube, or the you want to do the some educational piece? Um, it's up both. to you, whichever you'd prefer. Uh, let's go through. Let's okay. do the YouTube video first. Okay. So here's our here here's our potential second strike starting now. <clears throat> oh, it's definitely going to be a strike. Lower GI bleeds can be a medical emergency as it may represent an upper GI source with rapid transit, and the patient can be hemodynamically unstable and at high risk of death. It may also be the presenting symptom for colorectal cancer. When confronted with a patient with a lower GI bleed, there are three things that are critical. First, assess hemodynamic status. Second, ensure hemodynamic stability through- Entering the no edit zone. And third, determine the cause of the bleeding. The initial focus must involve an assessment of hemodynamic status. Is the patient hypotensive or tachycardic? If yes is answered to either of these questions, transfer immediately to the emergency room for assessment and stabilization. The next immediate steps should focus on volume resuscitation. Insert two large bore IVs and provide a fluid bolus. Get blood work and remember to type and screen as they may need a transfusion. In addition, assess coagulation status as coagulopathies may need to be reversed. Dave has a question. Yes, what Dave. the hell is she saying? <laughs> What's a bolus? I don't understand anything she just said. This is medical language. This is. Can this be translated to English? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll I'll dumb it down to you guys as soon as possible. Right. Okay, thank you. thank you. Once stable, establish the cause of the bleed. An upper GI source with rapid transit must be considered. An upper endoscopy is often indicated to rule out an upper GI source in the face of hemodynamic instability. Up to half of cases of lower GI bleeding is caused by diverticulosis. Diverticulosis is usually painless. Causes of lower GI bleeding associated with pain and cramping include ischemic colitis, infectious colitis, and inflammatory bowel disease. Hemorrhoidal bleeding is also frequent and typically occurs with hard stools and constipation. Patients will often complain of blood on the toilet paper after wiping. Always consider the possibility of colorectal cancer, especially in elderly patients or those with a positive family history. Rarer causes of rectal bleeding include radiation colitis, 
and NSAID colitis. Colonoscopy is often the necessary diagnostic test to confirm the etiology of lower GI bleeding, and management strategies should focus on addressing the etiology for the bleed. That's that. Hi, Mikey. So, several questions, doctor. Um, starting with the endoscopy, that's that goes through the mouth and down. Is that correct? And yes. where does where does that end? Does that just end in your stomach, or like what are we looking for when we're doing an endoscopy? And has anyone ever made it all the way down through? <laughs> <laughs> so. To answer Mike's part of the question, we would say that um, yeah, they 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 look basically look at the esophagus. Put your hand down, Mike. The stomach and the first part of the intestinal tract, which would be the duodenum, which is part of the small intestine. So they I actually call it an EGD, um, esophageal gastric duodenopathy. So it's a so it's an endoscopy of that of those three areas. Um, once the scope is not really long enough to get much farther past the duodenum, um, they do make a camera a pill that you can actually swallow. That's oh. like a little, you know, like you, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, like there's a little guy in there, and he drives this little thing around into your intestinal tract. But yeah, there's like a camera in there. And um, then you move it out. Then you poop it out and then you, yeah. And you have like a, a, a bunch of guys over drink beers and you look at your intestinal tract. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Can we get a hold of some of that footage? That would be fun. All right. I'll, I'll finish my, my portion with just the second question. I, I had a bunch more, but uh, to keep things moving, the, the stick figure who was, or, or the little cartoonish guy who was part of the beginning of the session appeared to be a white gentleman. Does this happen to people of all colors? All colors, for okay. sure. I think this was, yeah, I, I agree. I it, it was not very politically correct, that sketching, and we should involve all people of all races and gender. Cool. I think Dave was up. Or no, Dave, you had first yeah, a question about... Can it go all the way? And that's, again, no, you can't go all the way through. Is, um, this, is this the racist guy you're talking about, Mike? Not racist. He's just, you, he just looks like a white guy. Okay. Was it wrong being a white guy? No, yeah. not at all. Just wanted to make sure. I was just trying to cover the bases and make sure that uh, I understood that it happens to people of all colors. It's kind of hard not to be a white guy on a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. We are on the verge of a lot of issues. Right now. <laughs> We're going to get more than one strike for this one. So, Kip, I had a question. Yeah. There was a, there was a word in here somewhere that started NS. What the hell is that? And say there it is, right there. What, what, oh, yeah. How, how do you are, even? That's say like ibuprofen. Yeah, but it's like ibuprofen, Aleve, Naproxen. It's not steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. Oh, so that's an acronym, not a word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dave? So this segment is about upper GI bleeding. So what are we feeling when we have this and why would we come see you? Like what's going on? 
Good question. Um, we can move on to the next portion of the segment and we'll get into some more of that sort of educational. Okay. So, um, yeah, if we're ready, I can share my screen. Do you have any, any other questions on that video, YouTube, that we're going to get striked against? Yep. Okay, let me share my screen. All right. Can you guys see my screen? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. All right. Here we go. So typical presentation of GI bleed. Okay. So um, your upper GI bleed, um, there's things like um, hematemesis. So any, uh, so vomiting of fresh blood, it kind of gives you a definition there. Um, coffee ground emesis, that's kind of like just it, exactly what it sounds like. You know, when you, if you're vomiting and it looks like coffee grounds, that's probably some sort of bleeding in your intestinal tract. And then uh, melana is just uh, the description of like a black tarry stool. Dave. Vomiting fresh blood. Is there vomiting any other kind of blood? <laughs> Well, it, that's a great question because coffee ground emesis is sort of, by definition, not fresh blood. Oh, okay. So it's going to be sitting in your stomach for a little while. It's not, you know, it's going to come out a little bit later kind of thing. So that was a great question. Another? How long is a little while? Yeah. Uh, it depends. I mean, you know, if it, again, fresh blood, you know, is going to come out bright red. Um, basically, and, um, you know, if it's been sitting in the stomach or intestinal tract for a while, it's going to change a little bit of color. If it's going to be like a brownish color, um, it's going to be, you know, maybe a few hours old. If it's going to be maybe black tar, it could, could be when and black tar is like stool, it's gone through the entire intestinal tract. So it's, it's been maybe several hours before it comes out and, uh, tends to turn a dark color and. Dave, when Chuck was vomiting on New Year's Eve, do you think do you think it was fresh blood? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did heat pretty good. Um, there's actually uh, we'll move forward with uh, there's another uh, uh, description of a potential problem with uh, forceful vomiting um, that could cause a, a pretty significant issue but uh <laughs> i just talked to, i talked to chuck so he's still alive um he did not die so um and so you kind of talked about some of the symptoms you might have with uh gi bleeding and stuff dave so they talk about hemodynamics instability um so that's like you know your blood pressure is really low or your heart rate's really fast um Syncope is just a fancy term for passing out. So if you sort of pass out or faint, um, pain, obviously pain, discomforts can sometimes cause, you know, it could be an indication of, of GI bleeding, some fatigue and lethargy. So if you're getting anemic and you're losing blood, um, you tend to get very tired and fatigue and can't do, can't do a lot of stuff. So, and then uh, lower GI bleeding, they talk about hematochesia. So, Metachesia basically is just GI bleeding when you're having a bowel movement. 
And Mike. Uh, Kip, is there a reason you picked this particular uh, issue? So, I mean, it goes along with our colon picks. Um, so I think that was the big part of it. But I think, you know, especially, you know, um, I think it's a very important part of our digestive system. And obviously, Mike, I think you know that this is very, very important to you. So, you know, I just really kind of wanted to, to educate, you know, this crew. Um, but, I, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, so don't, you know, whatever I say is really not true. I think 100 English bitters and a bunch of English full breakfasts could lead to some bleeding. So I think Kip's just trying to get us prepared. Dave, hematokesia, you said, was bleeding when you are going to the bathroom, right? Right. Which could be confused with hemorrhoids, could it not? Uh, correct. So so you can have, you know, you can have hemorrhoids with that can bleed without any passage of stool. So the, the real difference between hematokesia and then hemorrhoidal bleeding or... Um, ah. it's it just whether, you know, stool is associated with it. Gotcha. Mike. So you, you just kind of mentioned something that I was thinking about. I went for my first annual checkup in five years last week or two weeks ago. And, uh, whenever I told Jen, I went, she said, did you tell the doctor that you poop a lot? And I didn't. But I was wondering if you, know, you you guys, you've been on trips with me. Do you think I pooped too Declaration much? Check. Declaration food? check. Declaration <laughs> check. I don't think annual in five years is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just went for a checkup. I just called it annual. Like, you poop enough for everyone in the whole league. You poop so much. <laughs> but is that is that an issue? Uh, yes, that's an issue for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to say that, that it's better out than in. So I think that you're probably better off than most of us. So, so I'm happy that you are able to evacuate as much as you evacuate. Thank you. I'm going to tell Jen that tomorrow. Wait, I have a quick question. Yes. My question's for Mike. <laughs> Mike, do you poop as much when you're at home? Like, I mean, in Pittsburgh, as you do when you're on the road with us drinking? It must be less, right? I. I it has I, to be. It has to be. <laughs> I think I have, like, two really good ones and, like, two frumpy ones a day. It, normally, normally. Yeah. Holy shit. So to speak, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, my follow-up question for you, Mike, is will you be sharing all your results with Kip, and then can we see them next week on the podcast? My colonoscopy stuff? No, 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 no. No, we want to dissect. You said you had a, a doctor's appointment. We want to see all last the week. That was two weeks ago. Well, we want to see the lab results, and we want to go through them. Well, yeah, whenever I get the lab results back, I'll, I'll, I'll share them for sure. Yeah, nice. Cause we need to go through them point by point. My, I can say my blood pressure, uh, I was, so it was, uh, five feet, 10, 170 
and blood pressure 110 over 70. Wow. Good for you. Are you any taller than five years ago? No, I'm shorter. Five, I'm 5'10 five, and a half. I was 5'11 and a half uh, 10 years ago. Wow. Oh, Frank an inch. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be concerning. Kip, what causes that? That's not good. It's probably too much, too much pooping. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. It's normal. Everybody <laughs> You pooped out an inch of your leg. <laughs> right. Thanks, Kip. Right. You're welcome. I thought I had to go on mute for a sec. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on, right? Let's, uh, any more questions on this slide? All right, let's go to the next slide here. And I don't know where I got these slides from. I just uh, found them. So Strike three. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, okay, so potential causes of upper GI bleeding. So, so there's really kind of, when we talk about GI bleeding, um, most of those medical doctor kind of people, they distinguish between upper GI bleeding and lower GI bleeding. And um, as that YouTube video showed, you know, trying to determine what the cause of it is may be helpful and how you direct the management and medical care of the patient and may indicate, you know, how serious the problem might be um, as well. So, so for upper GI bleeding, um, so certain medical conditions would be like a H. pylori infection, um, peptic ulcer disease, esophageal varices, alcohol abuse, malignancy, obviously it's cancer, and Mallory Weiss tears. Um, so, I know you all have questions, so I will go through each one. The H. pylori is a bacteria um, that, you know, can kind of like kind of hang out in the first part of the intestinal tract, the duodenum. So if you do, a lot of times when you do an upper endoscopy, they'll take cultures. And if there is some evidence of bacteria there, then they'll also put you on an antibiotic to help treatment. Peptic ulcer is just... Peptic means stomach or gastric. So it's basically a uh, ulcer in the stomach region. Um, esophageal varices, so that's in the esophagus. And varices is kind of like, think of like a varicose vein. So you have these dilated sort of veins along the esophagus. Um, and just like if you've ever seen a varicose vein on somebody's leg that it's pretty big. Sometimes they can leak and rupture. And they, they can be pretty bloody. Um, just think if that's happening inside your esophagus. So it can be a pretty, pretty nasty event. Um, alcohol abuse. Um, I mean, none of us drink much alcohol here, so don't really need to go into much detail on this, but, um, you know, certainly alcohol can uh, create issues with um, gastritis and other um, irritations of the, uh, of the stomach. Um, so they could bleed. Jack, you have a question? Uh, the abuse part of that would be helpful to define. Um, I, you know, I think everybody has their own definition of what abuse 
um, is and and what qualifies and quantifies as abuse. Um, I mean, I'm kind of abusing this luster right now. It's and I'm having fun doing it. Would you define that as crushing it, Kip? Um, I'm not crushing it. I mean, I think it is ABV. Mike would know um, probably before I would. Five point eight percent. Yeah. So it's crushable. Yeah, I think it, it's yeah. Uh, uh, for me, probably sessionable. I'm not. Uh, so malignancy, obviously, cancers. Um, cancers are obviously bad, and they can cause bleeding. Mallory, Mallory Weiss tear would maybe something that Chuck may have experienced on New Year's. So that's when you're retching so hard that you actually can tear um, your esophagus. Um, and if there's some blood vessels nearby, whatever you tear into uh, certainly could cause a lot of bleeding. Jack? Is that Mallory from the Family Ties show? <laughs> that I is. Big fan. She was, yeah, she was cute. Yeah, she actually died, I think, of a Mallory Weiss tear. <laughs> <laughs> Dave? If we had to choose upper GI bleed or lower GI bleed, that's a better question. which one should we get? Hmm. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a good question. I'm not sure that there's a good answer. I think none is probably the best answer, but, um, I, yeah, uh, maybe, you know, maybe the H pylori, I mean, that's treatable with some antibiotics. I think maybe that's the, the way to go. Um, some of these other ones are not so good. Jack. Why isn't there a middle GI bleed? Well, oh, yeah. Great question. Yeah, I do. I do. I think this is a good question. I think because they they have only one point um, where they've decided that there's an upper part of the intestinal tract and a lower part of the intestinal tract. Um, the whoever voted for middle didn't didn't win. So there is no middle. It's basically upper and lower. And there's there's a definition, a defining point. Um, it's called the ligament of trites. Um, and yeah, exactly. It takes a lot more. I, I'd have to look that up and, and I'm not, I'm not in any, um, professional status to be able to, to define that. Dave. I assume the upper GI looks down on the lower GI. <laughs> Just in principle. Yeah, I think physically, yeah, I think anatomically, you're right. I'm definitely going to look down at the lower. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's like a class of organ. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, upper class, lower class, I think, yeah. or GI, I think you're right. I think they're kind of like entitled to the upper GI bleed. They're kind of like, the one percenters, yeah, snobs. Yeah, they're one percenters for sure. Okay. I agree. Um, so medications that can cause GI bleeding. Um, so this is your NSAIDs, um, which um, is an acronym for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Oh boy. Um, are those antidepressants? Let's bypass that. Um, anticoagulants, <laughs> we all know those are those are blood thinners. I am um, so anticoagulants. Yes, I would be. F coagulants. Yeah, I am anti own goal as <laughs> anticoagulants. So 
Um, antiplatelets, um, those are basically just like aspirin type products. There's also things called Plavix and Berlinta, which are other couple or other ones, but so that's their upper GI bleed. Any more questions on the upper class, the, the, the prima donnas of the bleeding <laughs> scenario. All right, let's move down to the lower part of the GI tract and these uh, dregs of society here. Um, <laughs> so potential causes of lower GI bleed. Um, so vascular type causes would be your hemorrhoids, angiodysplasia, ischemic, post-biopsy, polypectomy, infectious process. Um, and... So I'll go through each one of these. So hemorrhoids, we kind of all know, we know what those are. I mean, and typically those are people that actually have trouble with constipation constantly. Um, that's where you kind of, a lot of straining of bowel movements. It can happen. You know, pregnant moms get them quite often. Just the pressure of having a, you know, a, a, a big, you know, bowling ball inside your pelvis that, you're eventually going to have to put through college and stuff. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely, you know, causes hemorrhoidal issues. And then, uh, you know, the uh, people that are straining and stuff about them, it's like Mike probably has never had a hemorrhoid in his life. No, I, 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 I did have them. Yes. Well, oh uh, boy. So, yeah. much. Preparation H is awesome or whatever it's called now. Uh, we're going to get a strike on that one. Yeah, way to go, Mike. <laughs> they should be a sponsor if we're going to say something, something nice about them. Works, yeah. Um, yeah, so hemorrhoids, angiodysplasia, um, again, that's just, uh, there's things called AV mal malformations. There's just a cluster of blood vessels that can occur um, inside the intestinal tract, and um, these clusters can start to bleed, and it, it can be really a pain in the butt, literally. <laughs> um, nice one, Kent. And then uh, ischemic, ischemic. Uh, so think of, uh, you know, when you, ischemia. So when you think that's like lack of blood flow to a certain, you know, portion of the body. So if you remember in our previous podcasts and lectures that we talked about, you know, ischemia to the heart, um, where there's like a blockage of a cardiac coronary vessel, that type of thing. Um, this is the same thing. If you have like a blockage in maybe one of your intestinal blood vessels, um, you could then cause some damage to the, to the intestinal tract, which then could then start to bleed. Um, that's called ischemic, um, colitis, which could cause a lot of bleeding. And then post-biopsy or polypectomy. So that would be if, you know, you're having your colonoscopy done and the doctor finds, you know, that arrow that's pointing towards something bad, then the doctor says, you know, I got to remove that. So they're going to kind of clip it and pull it out. And by doing that, obviously that may, you know, rupture a blood vessel or something. So you can get some bleeding from, uh, post biopsy or, or polypectomy infectious process. So 
you can get colitis um, or like you, you know, if you get uh, really bad, you know, eat some uh, and go to Mexico, whatever, you, you know, you drink the water and you get this really bad colitis or you, uh, a third world country or something where you get cholera or some, some really bad um, infection that can cause a lot of bleeding. There's also. Um, this is the MHL the podding in the corner podcast brought to you by preparation H. Okay. We're good. Perfect. <laughs> All right. We, we just, uh, we can probably continue our pack podcast a little bit longer. Now that we have a sponsor. That's awesome. Uh, Mike. So I have two questions, one for you, one for Chris. Uh, I'll start with you. Diverticulitis. I'm sorry. Are you, are you just going to get to diverticulitis? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get down. That's next on the list or close to next. All right. I'll, I'll pause on that then. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, uh, well, that blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, one with, uh, what's his name? The hockey Mike Lang. in Canada or yeah. Hockey night in Pittsburgh guy. Yeah. With all those little sayings he says. Hockey night in Pittsburgh guy. Like, why are you acting like you don't even know who that is? Yeah, Mike, whatever. Mike, show some respect. Yeah, Mike, Mike Lang, that's the guy. The, the special Mike Lang camp. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ. On this, on this slide here, it says diverticulosis, but I've always heard of di- diverticulitis. What's the difference? Good. Yes. Very good question. Um, so, yeah, let's move right into that, <laughs> that segment because uh, it'll help uh, Mike answer his question as well. Um, so, yeah, so diverticulosis is just the condition of having these little pouches in your colon. So that's just sort of like the, the condition. So a lot of us have these little pouches and we have diverticulosis. So if you have diverticulitis, that means that these pouches have become infected. And when that happens, you know, obviously you would benefit from antibiotics. Um, there are complications can occur with perforation or abscess. Um, and then some of these pouches can get really close to blood vessels. And so if this pouch kind of expands into a blood vessel, then you could get some significant bleeding. So diverticulosis um, sort of sets you up for the potential for, for, for GI bleeding, especially in the, in the lower GI bleed. Dave. So I, I mean, I know you're not an animal doctor, but I know that kangaroos have pouches. Have, do kangaroos, since they have pouches, ever get diverticulitis? Um, I'm sure that's happened, right? Of course. Um, Their pouches get inflamed. Yeah, it's not the same pouch. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I, yeah, I'm not a kangaroo doctor or a human doctor. <laughs> just saying. Mike? Uh, Kip, when uh, my sister had diverticulitis and they, uh, the doctors, uh, elected to remove a part of her, would it have been her intestine or her colon, but they removed like a fairly notable chunk, like a foot or so, uh, because they thought that was the easiest way to address it. And I guess you got some spare parts down there, like you don't need it all. Uh, how does that work? They took a human foot out of her colon. 
<laughs> a foot of colon out of her. Oh, that's a lot of colon. Yeah. So first of all, before I proceed, does your sister give us permission to talk about her colon? Uh, well, let's I just say it was my sister, and let's just say that's what happened. We'll use that as a hypothetically that was my sister. We've okay. never met your sister, have we? And why is that? Never met your sister. I don't have a I met sister. My sister. You don't <laughs> met my sister. We met Chris's sister. Yeah, and I've yeah, met, really we've met Jack's brother. Yeah. I have two sisters. <laughs> I have two sisters. I have two sisters and a brother. So we hypothetically, hypothetically, Mike, if you had a sister yeah. and she had diverticulitis, um, so so yeah, the again the colon as we kind of said earlier, that it's sort of like the last bit of way of trying to get any nutrition out of the rest of your food that you ate, um, you know, the pizza that you had last night or whatever. So, so if you take that section of the colon out, you do have parts of the ascending colon and the transverse colon. So you still have kind of three portions already. Um, usually diverticulitis is in the sigmoid colon, which is the descending colon. So you can typically remove that portion and still have a functional amount of colon. If they remove the entire colon, which is pretty rare, um, you, then you're going to have trouble. You'll probably never have, um, you'll probably always have loose stool. It just, it'll come out like, like water pretty much all the time. Like water. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they put, if they do remove a lot of your colon, then obviously there's, there's nothing to attach it to the rectum. So now you'll have what's called a colostomy, um, or a bag, um, because it's just, they'll have to hook it up somewhere and there's it, just not enough length of colon left to, to bring it all the way back down to the rectum. So Dave, my question's for Chris. Chris, have you ever had any anal bleeding or bleeding like in this manner? And if not, what was the worst disease you got on one of your travels? Hypothetically. Um, I have never had any type of bleeding from my anus uh, ever. Interesting. Which, you know, is good. And as far as traveling is concerned, I, um, I have never really had any issues in any country except i uh kind of for about 10 days after coming back from costa rica in november uh yeah i kind of had the runs and i think it was because of uh i did not drink the water but i was brushing my teeth with the water out of the uh you know um both both the hotels, both down in the, in the jungle and up in uh, San Jose, and I was kind of thinking that that was the cause of it because it didn't happen until I came home, but it happened for a good week and a half where I was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, things weren't going well down there. Sorry, Did you go ahead, up to four times a day? No, I, I go once a day in the morning, um, and that's it. I'm sorry, Kip, you have a question? Yeah, I guess when I'm sharing my screen, I don't have those emojis or whatever. So, um, so Chris, my question yeah, is for you. So 
you you drink a lot of milk. Um, do you think that provides some extra protection from drinking as opposed to drinking water? I don't know. I you know, I sure do get an enjoyment out of it. <laughs> I mean, I will I will chug milk first thing in the morning just out of sheer enjoyment of it. Straight out of the jug. It is fantastic. It's like sometimes the best part of my day. And I don't know if it uh, helps me, you know, with any superhuman qualities, you know, non-anal bleeding qualities or whatever, whatnot. But uh, it's, yeah, something I enjoy. And, um, yeah. So you, so you drink milk uh, before you go to sleep and then you drink milk when you first wake up? Um, no, normally I'll, I'll have a glass with me. I'll take one to bed, but I won't drink it before I go to bed. I will drink it if I feel I need it over the course of the night. But yeah, in the morning, then I'll, I'll kind of have a little chug of, uh, of milk before I, uh, you know, make my coffee on most okay. mornings. Mikey. It was very easy to find milk in Costa Rica. So that was, that, that did not become an issue for me. My question is for Jack. Jack, oh. are we going to have a, a Chris travel segment on this pod? I think we just did. <laughs> right, fair enough. There you go. Dave. My question is for Chris. When you were in Costa Rica drinking that milk, what animal gave you that milk? I'm assuming it was a cow. The milk was, I, I don't know that it was pasteurized, but it was the kind of milk well, in most cases that you did not have to refrigerate. So that was a, a good thing, especially um, down in the jungle, because what was nice is they always had that sitting there on the table um, with the coffee. So I'd grab a glass before I'd uh, head up to bed. So it was readily available for me, but, it's always nice to have milk that you don't have to refrigerate. And so, when you came home, did the uh, bathroom situation take care of itself or did you have to like go to a doctor? No, it took care of itself, but it did take uh, longer than I would have thought. It was like one of those things you think you come back from vacation and I was like, well, I'll be right as rain after like four or five days. And it was closer to 10 before I, you know, felt normal with my uh, bowel movements. So, so Dr. Hogg, uh, I've been trying very hard to find about this question about kangaroos. Um, they have two Ooh. stomachs. Do you think that maybe that's why they don't get diverticulosis? If, if I was a animal doctor, I would say that um, it probably could be beneficial. Um, do they have two rectums or... Just one. It doesn't rectum. look like it. Just looks like one rectum. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Looks like D. Do they just have one there. constipation a lot? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Mike. Uh, my question is for Chris. Uh, Chris, do they have deer in Costa Rica? <laughs> I did not see any. Um, I, I I would say probably not. They have jaguar. They have um, Puma, which Jaguars are about the size of a house cat, you know, and Puma are a little bit bigger. But uh, as far as deer, I'm going to go with 
No. Okay. I didn't realize Jaguars were that small. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't either. And uh, talking to the our guide who's who has been guiding for years and he's never seen one, but uh, they do tend to swim across the river. So a couple of the guys who were running, riding our who were running the boats see them every once in a while uh, crossing the river. So, but I've never. I mean, in trips to a um, couple trips to South America and that trip to Central America, I still have not seen a jaguar myself. There, quite elusive, but. One of these days, maybe I will. My yes, question is for Chris. Yes, on uh, Chris, you're basically a 54-year-old man. You say you have never had bleeding from the rectum ever. No, never. Never. Have you? Uh, no, never. Oh, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. See, no, oh, it's yeah. not something that, no, never. Royal, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it got funky a couple of times. Wow. Oh yeah, not pleasant. You went, you went to the doctor. Uh, the very first time I did, because I thought you were supposed to, and all he did was looked at it and was like, "Yeah, you got a hemorrhoid. Don't strain so much." That was his help. I was like, "That's it? Like, don't you have like a tool you could give me or a paste of some sort? That's it." So I walked out and I was like, well, I just showed that guy my ass for no reason. <laughs> and you paid money for it. And I paid money for it. He didn't pay you. No. <laughs> I, I got nothing from him that I couldn't have gotten off the internet. So, yeah. I, I've had it a few times uh, in the past and it was very unpleasant. Okay, I'm I've surprised. Never I, thought, I kind of assumed everyone would have gone through that once in their life. Yeah. Jack. I have a question for Dave. Uh, did shark attack have anything to do with it? <laughs> no. Shark attack did not have anything to do with it. Shark attack may have helped it. <laughs> it for, I don't know, for me, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't strain. Well, then I have a question for the other three of you. Have you had anal bleeding? I've had hemorrhoids. Are you raising your hand for a re that you have? Yeah. Yep. Oh, hemorrhoids wow. like a, a mild, relatively mild case. Uh, the doctor in my in my instance, because I did, I went in. It was kind of at the time I was going for my annual checkup. Whenever I went for an annual checkup, and the doctor said, "You have," she said, "I'm not going to say you have hemorrhoids, but you have hemorrhoidal tissues that are building. So you might want to keep an eye on them." And I started using. Preparation H then, but, but yeah, I would, I would have some, you know, some, some splattering at times, uh, some, some blood on the TP at times. Well, okay then. Yeah. Are there any more slides? Oh, so we're, we're still, let's finish up with this slide and we actually, Wait a we second, do have, Tim, don't, don't hold on a second. We, have an, we may have data, we, we may have data on this. Um, so I'm trying to find, I searched, uh, percentage of adult males who've never had anal bleeding. Um, <laughs> seems like almost, wow. seems like almost everyone has. So yeah, congr that, that, there's congratulations, that have, Chris. There's people that have had it and there's people that lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. 
never had anal bleeding. You're a big fucking liar. I'm not a big fucking liar. I I swear. uh, This is one. I swear. I just. You've blown out your ass. I call bullshit. Well, you know, we may be the outliers here, Dave. Look at that. Thirteen percent reported for a community of based of fourteen hundred sixteen hundred forty three adults aged twenty to sixty four. Thirteen percent reported blood on wiping. So, like ever or in that moment? Ah, uh, well, it was in that study. So, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. All right. Um, yeah, I, I still want to know about the deer in Costa Rica, but let's move on. To, there are, uh, there are. I, I confirm, no, no, no check on that. There are deer in Costa Rica. Okay. Bullshit. So, <laughs> Chris, right, so, it, to move on. So in, that's in, bullshit. <laughs> inflammatory conditions for GI bleeding, lower GI bleeding, your infectious process. We kind of went through that a little bit with. Uh, Bacterial infections, um, cholera, salmonella, um, you know, other types of colitis, um, sexually transmitted diseases, not a good thing. Um, and then inflammatory bowel disease would be things like your Crohn's or ulcerative colitis um, type processes. And an ulcer, you can have an ulcer in the colon somewhere and that could cause some bleeding. And then your neoplastic origin cancerous type of things you have you know carcinoma which would just be you know a cancerous tumor um and then polyps um some polyps are benign um some are cancerous so um but in polyps even a benign polyp could bleed and cause some bleeding um and i believe that is um i Trying to think of other, I mean, other sort of they didn't list on here, things like trauma. Obviously, trauma can cause bleeding. Um, and you can use your imagination as to what kind of trauma you want to. Um, Facilly, Jerry. What's that? Facilly, Jerry. Facilly, yes. I mean, it's a one in a million shot. It can happen. <laughs> um, so trauma, The there's also one that is not very common, but uh, so some people have like a an aneurysm in their uh, aorta and sometimes it gets repaired with a graft um so they put a graft in there and then that sometimes over a period of time that graft can kind of erode into an intestinal uh, part of the intestinal tract and then now you have bleeding from the vascular structure into the intestinal tract which as you can imagine if you know, all the blood in your body is now has a leak into the, your intestinal tract, what bad things are going to happen. Um, so that's a, that's another rare, but potential problem. Um, but I think that's, a, I think that's about it. I think we do have another portion of the segment, which would be now um, a little bit of a audience participation and actually kind of. I think this is the most got... important section coming, Kip. Yeah, I mean, it's to see if you guys really have been listening to this segment. We do have a quiz for you. I'm going to stop sharing. Okay, before we get to the quiz, I just want to confirm for everyone's benefit. uh, Deer are quite common in Costa Rica. Wow. (laughs) They're so cute, too. (laughs) But but it does say difficult to spot because poaching makes them shy, so. (laughs) 
poaching makes them shy. And jaguars too. So Chris is all over Costa Rica. No questioning Chris on Costa Rica. There are, uh, you know, plenty of deer. I, there was one wandering out my backyard as I was taking my morning dump this morning. <laughs> all right. So everybody can see that. So, yes. so now we're going to see what we learned by taking a GI bleeding quiz. Do we need a pen and paper for this? No, no, we got all the questions right here. So, okay. so there you go. Everybody sees question number one. Yep. I guess we should read it for the non video watchers. In, in terms, terms of location, GI bleeding is generally classified as which of the following the one that's highlighted. Oh, it's just, <laughs> just having to be where the cursor was. Upper and lower, yeah. I would say upper and lower. All right, upper and we lower. We have a consensus. All right. Moving on. That's there. Move on. The number two question is upper GI bleeding may be caused by all of the following except. Gastritis. Yep, gastritis. But read the question carefully. <laughs> except. Upper GI bleeding may be caused oh, by upper GI. all the following except. It's a trick question. It is a trick question. Oh, uh, colitis? Do we have a consensus? Sure. Chris, yeah, on colitis? I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, I can only go with one. <laughs> I'm going to go with peptic ulcers. And so I have to break sure. I have to break the tie and I'm gonna go colitis as well. All right. Moving Why on. should Chris get a vote? He, his anus has never bled. <laughs> <laughs> right. Number three. Testic intestinal tract. But no, I've never pooped blood. <laughs> yeah. It, number three. What is the most common cause of upper GI bleeding? Cancers. Fistulas, cancers, peptic ulcers, or esophagitis? Cancers. I can't remember if, if the peptic is, is, is the peptic upper? Remember what we saw? What was, what was peptic? Peptic is another term for gastric, maybe? So gastric would be probably lower, right? We didn't hear the word fistulas in the whole did you, lesson. Did you guys listen? Did you guys listen? <laughs> well, like, I thought gas came from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that's if that's not right, then I would I would go with uh, because not a lot of people have cancers. A lot of people get ulcers, so I would go with peptic ulcers. Ulcers, ulcers. Chris, you're good with that. Pistolas. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris on that one and break the t well. It's a tie. So I can't remember what what fistulas is, but I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm hard. clicking I'm clicking fistulas and moving on. That's fine. I'm I'm not hard and fast on peptic ulcers. I've seen some videos with fistulas. <laughs> All right. Question, question four. It is not not hot. <laughs> I love I love I love that you call it fistulas. <laughs> fistulas? I mean 
If, if I was, yeah, if I was a doctor, I would call it fistula, but I'm not a doctor, so fistula sounds great. So, fistula. So number four is so, so, esophageal Mary. Before we go back, Bryson. so is it is uh, the answer we picked has something to do with people's hands? <laughs> All right, question uh, question four. That's, that's a whole new podcast. Uh, <laughs> number four, which of the following conditions is not a cause of lower GI bleeding. Esophageal. I agree. I'm with Mike on that. All right. We have a consensus on that one. All right. I remember Good the job. Pharisees word from the first part. Yeah. Oh, we got to write Number in an answer five, on this one. Fill in the blank. So we have a dark tarry stools are associated with blank and it's upper or lower. You only have two, two options here. Oop. Upper, upper. Yeah. I think upper. it's upper. Absolutely. Because it, it takes time to get dark. Somebody was listening. Yeah, we we're all <laughs> over the upper part. Yeah, that's which. We, we, as soon as Dave asked Chris about him, we lost the focus completely. <laughs> <laughs> Number right. six. Which of these listed is the medical term for vomiting of blood. Hematuria. Hematokesia. Hematokesia. Hemoptysis or hematemesis. You guys were not listening. Hematokesia. Of these listed is medical term for vomiting of blood. Wait, hermonomatemis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, break it break it down, right? So, oh, emesis. What's that? No we idea. We all know what emesis <laughs> means. Come on. It's like pucasis. Exactly. So, and heme is what? Blood. Right. So what, what's the answer? Puke and blood. We, yeah, or there. hematemesis. There we go. Yeah. See, we figured it out. Um, number seven. And in large. are there? 15. All right. 115. Oh <laughs> this could go all night. Um, number seven, enlarged, bulging, bulging vein in the oh, esophagus <laughs> can rupture at any time, resulting in massive bleeding. What's the medical term for bulging esophageal veins? Did you teach us this or are we guessing on this one? What's that? Did you teach us this one, I or saw, are we guessing on this one? I well, saw I bulging we, veins in that same yeah, video. We, remember, we, we did talk about varicose veins. Oh, that's so I think we, yep, we yep. should have this answer. Is is it stricture? Because that's like, well, no, stricture would be tightening, so we want whatever the opposite well, of stricture We want is. bulging, yeah. yeah. So. Is it that bottom one, or, or I can't remember varices. Remember we talked about varicose veins, very. Oh, there you go, boom, varices, yeah. Yeah, I like, taking, I like taking tests with Kip. <laughs> yeah. He just gives us the answer. Just hinting. Number eight, apart from blood in the stool, which of the following may cause black tarry stools? Whoa. So what what are the what kind of things can cause that? Yeah, when I take Pepto Bismol, I'm black as black can be. 
I've, black as I've had beet salads before, and my shit is black as fuck. Well, they, they tell you when you're doing, as Kip and I know, with recent colonoscopies, no red anything the day before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like no red. No red Gatorade, no red Jello. Jello. On the day you can't eat, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it must be that one. So we narrowed it down to two because we, we know that Pepto-Bismol does it. Yep. And apparently, to, according to Mike, that beets and red dyes do it. So I think we have to narrow it down between those two. I don't think gallstones and and diarrhea. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a different spelling. Um, this I think this is an English test. Um, so yeah, the, one of those two. Um, it may be controversial. Yep. Maybe a both. All right, number nine. Which of these drugs can predispose to GI bleeding? Ibuprofen. Yeah, this? ibuprofen. You talked about like aspirin, like yeah. Stuff. Okay, that's yeah. That that would be the one that I would think of. Too. Uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Perfect. You yeah. guys did listen. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, number ten. Which of the following microorganisms is a common cause of gastric ulcers? H. pylori. Boom. My best student. Yes. <laughs> you agree, Chris? I agree. Okay. Number 11. Oh, yes, finally. Not every person with a GI bleed will experience a change in stool color. For some individuals, blood in the stool can only be detected through laboratory assessment for occult blood, true or false? The occult blood. Occult blood? Is so, this like New Orleans like, shit? Like used yeah. in the ceremonies? Exactly. So this is blood that you can't see. It's like stealth, stealth blood. Oh, is that what occult means? Ah, it's like Jim, Jim Crumley blood. Makes sense. <laughs> I think that's false. I, I think that's a question. Pass. So... So let's put it let's put it in in our sort of terms. So can there be blood there without actually visualizing red blood? I would think so. It could be traces that you're not going to see. I agree. True. Okay. It feels like it wants us to say true. It wants us to say true. That's right. I want to say false. This is like the non-fresh blood question mm. we started this whole thing with. Yeah. My life's not going to hang in the balance, but oh. so whatever you decide. But it, it feels like that's pretty straightforward that you could have traces of blood in your stool and not see it. Yeah, Chris. No, that, I, I agree with him. That's what I said. True. No, you've had blood in your stool and didn't tell us. That's right. <laughs> I really have not. All right. He has probably had blood, but just didn't see it. I think, I think we're wrong on that one, but okay. Whatever. Number 12. Number 12, which of the following procedures can be done to determine the cause and sometimes stop upper GI bleeding? Um, you talked about the sigmoid and the colon. I think those are both down low. So it would be the esophagastro endoscopy. I, I'm, I'm saying that super long motherfucker. I'm going with the bronco because it keeps bronco. 
let's 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 break it down. So so we so everybody, everybody <laughs> so agreed. Everybody agreed that colonoscopy and sigmoidoscopy are lower, correct? Yes. Yes. I never agreed to them. And then so bronco bronchoscopy. So bronc bronc. What do Bronco's we think? Breathing about? right. Bronco. What do you? What are we thinking? Where the bronc might be the riding horse. It's like bronchitis is breathing lungs, right? Right. So where would you be scoping for bronchoscopy? You scope in your lungs. Exactly. Chris, you want to change your answer? No, I want to keep it that way. (laughs) And the esophagus. It's got all. It's got everything covered. That's like that's like a Welsh word. It's got everything covered. So we're good on there. Yeah, we've got gastro in there. We've got endo in there. Yeah. So remember, it's got the most letters, it must be right. I heard Kip say duodenum yeah. at some point, so it's got to be it. Yeah. Remember, I call it an EGD. Yes. Let's just call it. Oh, yeah, boom. Um, yeah. A lot easier. All right, number 13. Which of these causes of lower GI bleed can lead to colorectal cancer if not detected and treated early? Polyps. Vascular malformation. Now he's just being a naysayer. Diverticulitis. Oof. We're all over the board on this one. So just put hemorrhoids. Hmm. Hemorrhoids is just inflammation of the uh, the, the, the end of your buttocks, right? So that's not going to cause cancer. Well, there you go. It's between the polyps and the hair. Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. It's it's polyps. Diverticulitis. I did the hint. It's I, it's crossed. I disagree with I disagree with this. You only get three hints, so you're this is a oh, big mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that they have... say they're going to shave the polyps when you get a colonoscopy. So let's go polyps. Yeah. Yeah, we have two hints left, so we're good. All right. Um, so number fourteen, treatment of massive GI bleeding may include all. Of the following, except I hate those questions where they do the except. Except, I I call that bullshit. I I don't know how a blood transfusion would help with the actual bleeding itself. You're replacing blood that's lost, but it's not helping with the actual bleeding. It seems like the rest of them could actually help with the bleeding but it could help you from bleeding out. Yeah. I mean, maybe the stomach acid thing. All right, let's, 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 break, let's break it down a little bit. Let's look, look at each one individually. So, so you're, you're bleeding from a, you're, you're, you're bleeding to, to death. You bleeding have a down, massive, right? you, no, you have a massive GI bleeding. You're coming to the ER, you're coming to see, well, hypothetically, you come see me because I'm not really a doctor, but you come see me and you're bleeding heavily. Um, All so, right, so, so transfusion makes sense then. It seems like yeah, I'm, surgery I'm probably gonna give answer. you. I'm going to give you blood and then... Um, surgery yeah. to stop the bleeding, so you're going to repair something. Yeah, so I'm going to call probably a surgeon or a GI doctor and say, look, this guy is bleeding to death. We need to do something. So surgery is good. Um, and then 
the other things, these two are so, so medications are reduced on max. So that, that would be like, if you're going to give them like protonics or some other medication, let's say you have an upper GI bleed, a peptic ulcer, you know, will, will giving medications help with that? Um, is that a part, part of a treatment plan? So that's what you have to consider. And then uh, <laughs> always good to go back and recheck your answers. Um, so medications and then antihypertensive medicine. So those are medicines that you would use to lower the blood pressure. Um, and okay. yeah. the question that, I would say, okay, when, when somebody comes in with a GI bleed and they're massively bleeding, are they going to be having a high blood pressure or a low blood pressure? Probably lower then, right? Because you're losing blood. So you're. Yeah. So would you want to give them a, a medicine that would lower their blood pressure? No. So all the following except. So what does, how does reducing stomach acid, is it because the acid can maybe is creating the ulcer or, uh, or whatever the issue is. Okay. Boom. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Anti-hypertensive medication. We're there. We're acing this motherfucker. All right. Have to have Jack change the answer. Got to change that one. Yeah. Number 15. All right, this is, I think this is the last one here. Uh, pre- prevention of GI bleed may include all the following except another of Dave's favorites, except. I refuse to answer any questions that say except. Except this one. Including this one. All right, so stress management Will that help to prevent GI bleeding? It, it like aren't ulcers sometimes associated with stress? They can be. So you would think that that would be a potential, you know, treatment is stress management to reduce impact of ulcers. Okay. And then antibiotics to treat of an infection, right? So would that help to, if there's no infection there, an infection that could cause bleeding. So if we stop the infection, would that work? You would think, but is, and that's, yeah, yeah, you would think, yeah. So if we stop, let's see, lifestyle changes such as alcohol and smoking cessation, would that stop maybe? Mike can't do that. Only on Mondays. (laughs) There are 52 (laughs) Mondays, remember. Uh, Yeah, but you don't do all 52. That's true, but I still do more than a month's worth. So, yeah, I'm going to go. So So the last one, let's say, would you you want to, like, just pound a bunch of Advil, ibuprofen before meals? That's all anti-inflammatory is? Yeah. All right, and that's our answer. All right. See how we did? The first one right. right. Second one right. 
Thank God we didn't listen to Chris on that one. Three for three. Good thing you went back and changed that one. Yep, absolutely. Four for four. Ooh. So it was not the uh, Pepto-Bismol. Oh, no, it was the Pepto-Bismol. Yep, it was Pepto-Bismol. Man. And, uh, and, and Irish. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I think they have to drink, you have to eat a lot of blueberries, I think, before mm. you start changing the color of your stool. That's the only one we got wrong. That's right. That's, you know. That's pretty good. Beets and or, beets or blueberries. Are we doctors 15. now? 14 out of 15. You're at 93%. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, yes, you guys are all now doctors. Thank you. Even you. No, I'm not a doctor. Good segment. Good segment. Recording talk. stopped. Uh, we're going to get kicked off so fast. So, Chris, I think before you came on, I let everybody know that we got a second strike on YouTube for copyright. So... We're, we're on the uh, for a Kip, Jennifer. Um, yeah, the uh, abscess one. No, Chris, no last names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Two hours. <laughs> Anybody have any grievances before we quit? I, I did want to say to Kip. Yes. That, well, you... I, I, you know, you obviously had talked something about the whole OG thing, but I do have to say that, you know, looking at the glasses half full, and maybe you spell full F O O L, but uh, you do have um, Tottenham playing again during this um, during this match week. Yep. Uh, they play. Uh, they play two games. There's actually four teams that play, uh, and I have one of them with uh, Crystal Palace. To play two games uh, in this fixture, so you have that opportunity for Tottenham to redeem itself and uh, bring you back to square by the end of this uh, fixture. Or get, so, an, or, get a, or get another OG. Or get yeah. another OG. That could happen too. Who's Tottenham yeah. playing? Yeah, they're playing. Uh, um, they're they're playing uh, Manchester City. Yeah, Man City. <laughs> <laughs> so so Kip can go down and hang out in uh, you know in Tybee Island with Jack and and watch. Uh, yeah, I think that's Thursday, isn't it? So what is the Thursday? There's, game. there's a Wednesday game and a Thursday game, right? Yeah, the Wednesday game is uh, Man United versus uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, that's right. That, that's my chance at an OG. Yes. So that's yeah. So Thursday in Georgia, we'll try to find a place to watch that game. Love it. All right. All good. All good. Wow. Thank you, Doctor Hogg. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was good. Entertaining. What now? Like, what are you going to do to one up that next week or whenever? It it just it actually just happens. Yep. And Jack says, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And it just we like we'll we'll do this. How about that? I said, "Hey, I got my colonoscopy yesterday. I'm all good." And there we went. It's all started. 
Can, can I ask, given that we were talking about this, you know, the subject upper, lower, uh, Dr. Hogg, where do, where do farts come from? Where do farts come from? That's interesting. Um, they come from your anus. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert on farts. Um, I don't know. Let's ask Google. <laughs> We're there in the colon. Uh, they, they got fart facts. How did we not lead with that? Next time. If we didn't pass gas, we would explode. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Wow. I guess that would wow. Because what is, farts are like methane gas? Is that what that is? I, I, I think we have our next Dr. Hogg segment. <laughs> Staying in the lower GI. Yeah. Kip, do people come in for farting? <laughs> I do have people come in that can't fart, and that's a sign of maybe a bowel obstruction. So it can be. It can be bad. Do you like stand back so they don't explode in front of you? Yeah, you always want to stand back for sure. Yeah, I don't Why want that. Get on me. What was that, Chris? I was wondering. Did he freeze up? He froze up. <laughs> I think he was asking why dogs don't fart. He's in mid he fart. He's in mid fart. Did Chris explode? <laughs> I kind of something dropped out. I, cows. I hear cows do not fart. Cows don't fart? No, cows don't fart. Holy shit. Well, we got to check on that. Let's yeah. check on that. I thought yeah. cows like created some of them like super methane gas, like, like ozone destructing gas. They have like four stomachs, right? The strange war against cow farts. <laughs> My God, AP did this? Yep. <laughs> there you go. Let's clear the air about cow farts. Oh, it's very it's a very political thing. Cow fart. There it cows is. Fart. Yep, yep, yep. Declaration check. Declaration check. According to the AP, cows fart. Huh. But, but, the, but the burps are worse. The burps for the are worse. <laughs> cows are pretty disgusting eaters. They never met me. Is there any cards that charge 0% interest? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to hold us up from uh, from from adjourning, but that was just a question oh. on my mind as we were talking about the upper and lower GI. That's all right. All right. Well, I'll see the two of you on Wednesday. So, Ooh, have yeah. fun, guys. Sorry, we kept you away, Chris. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> all right. All right. See you guys. So, Mike, you come in. You come in a little bit later than us. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll go get dinner somewhere and then okay, hang out, pick up Mike. Enjoy your weekend. Wish I could make it, but uh, Charlottesville calls. 
Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have fun down there. Thanks. Yeah. All right. A good trip. Blast. Look forward to hearing some uh, DMB stories. <laughs> Look forward to sharing them. We'll right. See you guys later. See you guys. So long. <laughs>